five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, hey, everybody. And today, new year, new us, replaced by plants. Yeah, well, it doesn't really replace anything. We've no. sprouted, we have dropped on the planet Earth once more. For to blood. Sprout. Yeah, to droop, we need that, you know, sweet, sweet blood. Crash landed so I can get more of that blood. Mm-hmm. That so delicious, I can delicious blood. sprout. And I don't know, maybe take over the earth. My uh, goals are nebulous. Really, I don't think so. I think just kind of wander around and figure out what the fuck you're going to do since your ship got blown up. Yeah, step These one. These ship... fucking earthlings just destroyed your ride. Step one, ship got blown up. Reproduce. Step two, kill a bunch of dogs. <laughs> well, you need your plasma. It's just like Morbius, fucking... but planty. Just fucking yeet those fucking dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the thing from another world from 1951. Uh, an RKO picture. Yeah. Which just kind of made me made me smile. Uh, this is the oldest thing we've covered thus far. So far, yeah. And uh, yeah, directed by uh, Christian Naibi. Yeah, that's how I'd say it. I, yeah. N-Y-B-Y. <laughs> BRB. Yeah, strictly BYOB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your own Nibby. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the. Well, I guess we're going to call it the start of the thing. Um, it's based on uh, novella. Based on, uh, yeah, based on a story. Um, who goes Joseph, there? Yeah, who goes there by Joseph Campbell. Pretty sure Joseph Campbell. Or yeah. Jay Campbell, so, you know, covered my bases. John, Joe. <laughs> Jack, Jeremy. Jeff, Jeff Campbell. <laughs> Jeremiah. Was this done by a Jeff Campbell? <laughs> Jeff, of, of soup fame. <laughs> Possibilities. <laughs> They're endless. Loves chicken noodle and horror. And uh, tomato, mm-hmm. the soup of horror. <laughs> the soup of all evil. And you're gonna need this soup because we're in the well, the North Pole in this one, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, yeah, oh, the kind of recurring themes is, I don't know, you're you're in one of the poles. It's cold. Yeah, it's fucking is, chilly. Yeah. Well, because well, the no, idea is we start at Anchorage, Alaska, don't we? Yeah, but they're in the North Pole Research Station. That's why they're. That's like yeah. the farthest. So it's like Ice Station Zebra. Yeah, which it's one pissed off zebra. This <laughs> is like, yeah, I'm going to get you fuckers. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. Um, Fuck you, Rock Hudson. Anyway. Yeah, this is, I would say, a very influential movie. Um, oh, yeah. And it's previously been seen, at least briefly, in, in Halloween. And, mm-hmm. um sort of our first stepping stone to get to the other thing movies. Well, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a great starting point because this is very probably John Carpenter's favorite movie, I think, and influenced him a great deal. So once he got a lot of pull in Hollywood, he got to make his version, which of course we'll cover next. And that's, 
That's such a fun ride, and I can't, I like when uh, I just love kind of movie concepts like that, where you take like a filmmaker takes a movie that they really loved back in the day and just kind of updates it and puts a new spin on it. So it just makes it interesting going back and seeing where you know a lot of the mm-hmm. DNA comes from. Scarface is another example that comes to mind. Well, uh, and it it doesn't because yeah, the the thing movie that we have come to to love is is a remake but it's not like one of those soulless hollywood remakes that just seems to cash in on the mo- well, like the name it's almost like a reinvention almost like it takes a lot of the a lot of the ideas are there right but john carpenter just twisted and not twisted but he was able to tell his Tweak. version of the story yeah it's it's one of the great things that you're able to do with the uh, concepts like that and so it's it's really cool and uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I mean, I I enjoy like the older movies anyway. So and I'd never seen this before, which was interesting. And yeah, this was my first time. Yeah. Um, and it's just a you kind of have to be in the right mindset. And I don't know if when I viewed it, I was in that mindset. Um, I guess for me, like you kind of have to put yourself in those kinds of shoes because the pace and everything is wildly different. Well, I mean, um, it depends on the movie, you know, which movie yeah. is being watched. Because if you're watching something that's usually considered, I don't know if this would be considered in the B-movie category, but science fiction movies of the, you know, the 50s even, like we think about even get move at a kind of brisker pace. Like the thing that I'm thinking of in terms of iconic kind of sci-fi movies of the 50s are like Forbidden Planet, which has a bit quicker of a pace. But even that's like, I think that's 1958. So even that's, you know. The one that comes to mind, I don't know why this one is The Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm -hmm. Which is. That also has a, you know, very kind of, I think that's what, 53? Yeah, we need to add that to the list. There's a remake. We can do it. We can do that. We can Um, do it. I'd be down to do that. Yeah. But I, I, Uh, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm much kind, I guess it's just, I, I enjoy the. The filmmaking of the the fifties and stuff, because it's well, like older filmmaking that you're kind of bringing up. Yeah, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just that I, you know, kind of have to be primed for it in my own in my own way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that for me I have to, sure. you know, be in the mood for, or like be in that headspace. I guess because it it does. Well, the one thing that's just like for me is just the the fact that like shots just kind of linger mm-hmm. you know and you just kind of stay <laughs> like uh watch like a modern movie now and just kind of make note of how many times they like transition to a new shot in Ooh, the yeah. same scene you yeah. know and these this is like it hel- it holds on things the camera's much more stuck well yeah they have sets uh, these are all like get away to always yeah. think about them is like plays mm-hmm. that they're just filming you know it's like that's that's why innovations that's like when you look at the evolution of even of you know films and stuff it's very interesting because it's like once people start moving the camera that's when a lot of interesting stuff starts to happen yeah and it just it's interesting just to come back to it and just the because of that the dialogue is a lot sharper and they move really quick um and that was something i had to like really kind of laser focus because there's a lot of people and i did not catch a lot of names so a lot of them uh just kind of go by uh their archetype because <laughs> sure, yeah. 
Well, it was just like, there's a lot of people on this research station. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're all over the fucking place. And I didn't know who was useful or not. <laughs> it's I was like, like a Friday the 13th movie. There's so many people. They all make it. Yeah. Though. Oh, not Same all of them. Thing. Not all of them. A few, a couple of them don't make it. But for the most part, people are pretty much everybody makes it out. Yeah, pretty much everybody. They lose like, like what? Two sled dogs, a scientist, two other they scientists. They, I think they lose two scientists off screen. Yeah. Who we don't um, even know and were never named. So you know. <laughs> and they lose one thing from another world. <laughs> yeah. And just like fucking barbecue up till there's nothing left. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. And, uh, yeah, uh, we're, we were told, though, the guys that died, they died super terrible. You don't want to see it. <laughs> no. I'm sure nobody it was really bad. To, nobody wants to look at that shit. No, you're, you're happy. Be happy that I closed the door to this greenhouse. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, oof. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, like, it's fun. Uh, I do enjoy it. Um just again i had to be in the right kind of mindset it took me a while to get there um and they are very sparing with the monster like honestly i feel like the poster kind of does it a disservice or at least the one i was using because it puts the monster front and center and it's like well that's not even i don't think that's the original book because the original poster just has the title card on it essentially the thing which is the monster is kind of like the monster is almost (laughs) it's it's almost like if you think of it in another kind of john carpenter parallel it's almost like a kind of even prototypical mike myers it's just almost like it's supposed to be just like should almost be a form it just looks like a man kind of with fucked up hands and a big forehead a big old head a big, big old big, noggin big head just a regular human face that big head that big old yeah he's <laughs> he's a complete monster i don't yeah. want to look at him cover he's this got, motherfucker up with an electric he, blanket he's well beyond like a forehead he's got like an eight head he's got a five head yeah um but hey you want to just dive right in this, sure let's get right into the cold with the uh this opening is fucking rad i do love the the thing mm. opening Oh yeah, the, I noted that down too. I think it's pretty fucking wicked. It just like slowly like it's like the snow is like being brushed off, or I I don't even know how best to describe it. Yeah, I wonder how they pulled that effect off because John Carpenter he does that again with the, the his version, doesn't he? Yeah, that it it enter yeah. it opens with the same thing, probably because it was still it it is perpetually cool. It's fucking wicked. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's. It's fucking rad. Um, but yeah, we go now to Anchorage, Alaska, where all great movies begin. <laughs> the, the place where all things from the sky fall. Here, at the beginning of all things. Anchorage. Anchorage. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, and it's uh, in a stunning turn of events. Cold and snowing in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, news More at 11. <laughs> Which, thankfully, we do have our own newsman. Mm-hmm. Ned Scott. Or Scotty! Oh, okay. I just called him Reporter. <laughs> yeah. Reporter's thing is... I You know what? I do love his... Uh, we'll call him Ned. I do love Ned's uh, motivation in this whole movie, where it's just like, yeah, the paper just sent me out here to get some kind of story. Many story. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's, they said this <laughs> stuff might be happening in Anchorage, <laughs> and somebody should cover it. So they said, "Old Ned." I, I was like, "Dude, I was like, I, I don't think Ned realizes that they just don't fucking like him." <laughs> no, that's how you do the news back in the day. Like, you gotta you send go to... people out there to find it. The stories yeah. are out there, Devin. Yeah, this is back in the day when newspapers could do that. And just like, yeah, go to go to Anchorage, Alaska. See if you'll find anything. <laughs> newspapers can send people to Anchorage. They can still send people. I mean, like, take a bus or a plane. He doesn't even have like a. He doesn't even have like just the news. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, he what shows do you want up. him to have a fucking hat that has a fucking card that says I do. it all the time. <laughs> I do. And that's and that's how that that's, that's how, how I will identify you as newspaperman. Yeah, that's it. You get out of college and you join in. It's like, here's your hat. Then it has yeah. a little card in it. That's how we know you're a reporter. Yeah, you're a rookie newspaper man hitting the streets for that deadline. <laughs> Go here. This is your beat. It's called The World. <laughs> it's called America, sonny. <laughs> and it's stories ready for your typewriter. Go, go out there and see what the fuck is happening. Here's a per diem. Here's, here's a nickel and a hat. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and the nickel could take you all the way to Anchorage. Yeah, and get you a whole turkey dinner. And it's like, yeah, here in a house, the college education. <laughs> and then you get a, uh, yeah, you go there. You're like, yep, it's snowing at Anchorage. And I'm like, that's good work, Ned. Keep it up. <laughs> but you're not a weatherman. You're a newspaper man. <laughs> Find the story. <laughs> as as it turns out, uh, Alaska not yet a state. No. It's a territory. I think. Right? That's is a... Um, well, yeah, it's like 1955. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It's Alaska or Hawaii. We we honed it forever, and then it became a state. Fucking Seward's Folly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's out here. It's still not Seward's Folly. (laughs) Well, it's been since the 1860s. We're just reporting in. Thank you. And, uh, yes, he's going to the officer's club. Yeah. Um, where a, uh, you know, there's officers. This is their sandwich. It, they like it. They like their <laughs> sandwiches with a piece of bread in between the sandwich parts. That's what makes it an officer's club. Yeah, they want chicken and lettuce under bread. That's what the club means. For it. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to be part of any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> Uh, oh, and they also really love those uh, elf crackers. <laughs> yeah. Those things are fucking delicious. I mean, they got a point. Those things are fucking delicious. I wouldn't, you know, I don't know if I'd join a whole club for it, but I'll definitely, you know. I mean, if, to... if part of being part of the club is like you get free crackers, then, you know. The... Yeah, I mean, I'd consider it. I we'll mean, if the that. Freemasons were like, hey. When you join, you get free crackers. <laughs> I mean, no. that's an offer that I'd have to consider. I, th- I think all we're really just discovering is that you can be bought for the pettiest of things. Well, at least exclusive <laughs> memberships to stuff. <laughs> I don't know about uh, bought necessarily, but I'll oh, consider the offer more. for a cracker. <laughs> mm. Well, we have these delicious buttery crackers that you can put all kinds of shit on. Not a buttery cracker. Come on. That would be like one of them, you know, fancied up crackers. No, it can't be buttery. No. Fuck that. I want it dry <laughs> as the fucking Sahara. You get that rich shit out of here. Uh, I got, Mr. Highfalutin Rockefeller. I got my heart health to think about. The buttery 
Oh, these club crackers are delicious. So what are we doing again? <laughs> yeah. So what do the Freemasons actually do? <laughs> um, you know, I've known several Freemasons, and from what I can tell, uh, just drink in the clubhouse. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I was like, don't you like decide the fate of global politics or whatever? <laughs> Everything like, I've been told no. led me to believe that this is what you do. Well, that's the problem with exclusive clubs. Everybody assumes that they have a lot more power and do a lot more sinister shit than they probably do. You know, I imagine if it's the kind of club that does that, you don't know about it. Like it wouldn't have a Wikipedia page. (laughs) Exactly. Like you don't (laughs) want people to, what kind of secret society are you then? (laughs) (laughs) This is the secret society. It has a fucking chapter house on the the main street. Society. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If you know, you know, they fucking ride little go-karts and wear hats at parades. It's not a secret. (laughs) No, I don't ever think that they were. (laughs) <laughs> though i did you know i remember every one of those guys i never forget a fez they were fezes the shriners yeah hmm. with the go-karts remember the every parade ever no i have huh. parades <laughs> there's <too>. no crackers <laughs> <laughs> oh some people would tell you there's plenty of crackers at parades it's not ones that i can digest <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer disagrees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a. <laughs> meanwhile, in the movie, yeah, there's a there's a poker game being played by the chattiest little crew this side of the of Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, uh, there, there's the captain who I've known as Captain Henry, and Navigator. Yeah, he has a name I can't remember. One of the guys is the fucking, I'm the wormy guy from This Island Earth in Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're like poker bets and like, it's like, oh, I raised a dollar. And I'm like, holy shit, you can buy a car with that. I'm really just going over a lot of things really quickly about the backstory of this captain man and all of the crew. Yeah, they're, they're just spitballing and kind of just... You know, chewing the scenery and giving you a bit of the, this is like the, you know, early, well, not early, this is, this is the, you know, early character building that we get, you know, between everybody, we get to see how everybody's kind of gels together. The captain is like, has a good relationship with the crew and they've obviously been doing stuff for a while, but they're just chatting for a while and the cat, Hendry knows Ned from somewhere. They did something way back and when. It was something with like an island or like tahiti or something and it's like glorious um, yeah. from what they described it as you know there are women growing on trees <laughs> yeah and uh they're all chit-chat and then somebody comes in and is like hey captain the gen- general fogarty wants to fucking talk to you about the weather or whatnot and so you know henry goes and talks to the general and he gives them the lowdown that they got from ice station zebra up up there in the North Pole or whatever, uh, there's been a plane crash. Well, what they presume is a plane crash. So yeah. the Captain Hendry and his crew have to go out there and uh, assist. Yeah, and then they bring along their favorite newsman. Yeah, because he needs a story and he's got nothing better to do. That's literally his entire job is hanger on to the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's got to get the story. There's nothing else fucking going on in Anchorage. 
No, that they exiled him there. It's his own <laughs> personal Elba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he flies out um, with them. <laughs> it's his own personal Elba. Yeah, you know, you just go like, yeah, you're exiled here. He <laughs> lost the newspaper wars, Ned. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Waterloo Gazette gets you every time. <laughs> He fucking written for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That that Goddamn one. Damn, hers bought you out. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> you lost to the other newsman that has a particular form of food. It's got puff pastry and beef tenderloins. It's delicious, really. You should try it. And uh, yeah, what we're sending you here. Though I guess that would make it his own personal, like Saint Helena, if it was the second one. He was exiled twice. Yeah. So, yeah, there's an unusual crash, and they got to fly out. They're bringing their own teams of uh, sled dogs. You know, all your favorites are there. Don't, you're going to get super attached to this sled dog team. Mm-hmm. My favorite's Balto. <laughs> and, uh... I never watched that. You know, apparently Kevin Bacon was the... The real dog. He? Yeah. <laughs> well, I assume there was a real dog. He has a statue. They fucking love him out there. Out where? Alaska. Is that, all, is that also in Alaska? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like the the he raced to get the like Balto was part of the sled dog team that gave all the medicine to Nome, Alaska. Hmm. Nome, Alaska. Yeah. They're all very tiny. Like <laughs> in the trees. Yeah. Yeah. That's where all the crackers come from. Must be. No, the elves are different than gnomes. Are they? What's the difference? Is it like a Warcraft difference where elves are all gadgety and shit? No, gnomes would be gadgety. Elves are elves are not gadgety. Well, yeah, elves are hoity-toity and prickish. Yeah, and then there's the the cookie gnome. The cookie elves might look a lot like gnomes on further appearance. And the more <laughs> I keep saying this sentence, the more that I kind of want to get away from the entire point. <laughs> Kind of that I, I'm just like this is this is this is not where I thought my life would go. <laughs> uh, no, we really gotta get down to the nitty gritty here. Just, this is the hard hitting <laughs> facts that people want to fucking know about. <laughs> this is what I mean. There's nothing else going on in Anchorage, but anyway. Yeah. Uh. So I thought they radio in and arrive at the outpost. Um, well, as they're <clears> flying. Uh, flying to the outpost, their, I guess their piloting instruments are all going completely fucking out of whack. So they have to stay in radio contact with the, with the outpost until they land. Yeah, it's kind of like the first uh, thing that like things are going wrong, like are different or yeah, wrong. Yeah, things are weird. Though I also just didn't know if that was just the technological limitations of the era. No, you know I think I mean? that's supposed to be like something weird was going on because of the crash that's what i assumed yeah i i don't you know what i mean though is this like because 1951 i have no idea what radios were like you know well i think they had cracked how to use a radio by then well i mean like yeah they had them in all their homes <laughs> yeah they listened to like the shadow or but something they were saying that the compasses were going completely fucking wonky so Mm-hmm. I assume that it was, yeah, the compass isn't, what was it, their Geiger counter? Yeah, the guy, like, a lot of Geiger counter use. Mm-hmm. 
in uh, in this one. And snow's radioactive up there. Oh yeah, it's, it's uh, a huge problem. Yeah, really, we should do something about all this radioactive <laughs> snow. snow. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, the Eskimos, man, they'll light up. <laughs> and yeah, they arrive at the a uh, zebra station, which is huge mm-hmm. um, comparatively. I got like in my mind because I just think of the other one. It's kind of weird to just think of a movie we haven't talked about yet or bring it up, but like it's. I like that they each, they have the like big buildings and everything. There's a real sense of place. Yeah, it is a shame that we don't get to because you know this is only like the movie's only like an hour twenty six minutes, so we move at a fairly breakneck speed. We move at a fairly breakneck speed, but it spends a lot of time setting the table. Mm-hmm. Well, it's for... kind of like it, it's it's has like a lot of that tension to build up to when you finally, you know, when something does happen, it's a lot more effective. Yeah, because I think the uh, like we don't dis- they don't discover the alien until like forty minutes in. Yeah, they're well well under the movie by the time they actually like break him out of the not break him out of the ice, but like chip him out of the ice. Yeah, the, like, and it's a, it's a lot more of a to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, that part about it, and like, okay, well now we got to transport him, and now we got to do this. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they arrive at the outpost, um, and they get to meeting all of the people. There's so many people at this outpost. Oh yeah, there's a whole team. We there's don't get a- to even meet everybody. Like, some of them are just there. Like, they have their own cook who just kind of, like, at every opportunity just stands behind the bar mm-hmm. and just looks more like, I have no idea. I just get paid here, man. No, he yeah, that's to... all he's doing. He's not a scientist. He's just a cook. Yeah, he's just like, What do you want him fucked. to do? Interject with his fucking opinion? It's not going to be helpful. He's going to be like, well, you should add beans to that. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a <laughs> way better opinion uh, than, I believe, Dr. Carrington? Well, name? he obviously goes insane. I mean, the cook, Dr. Which is Carrington, crazy anyway. I think started as a fucking nut, but was yeah. just so brilliant that everyone rolled with it. Yeah, he just he just you know spouted facts and sounded smart. And yeah, we got like pipe the scientist monster underneath. What a pipe you scientist? Mean, there's one guy who's just smoking a pipe at all opportunities, <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, about like he's a scientist. Pipes. <laughs> I mean, he might be. I'm gonna crack this one day. <laughs> <laughs> stuff goes in, stuff goes out. Nobody knows how it works. <laughs> I, I gotta investigate it. it. It's not how a sphere. These... It's not a circle. <laughs> how many holes are in it? One, two. Nobody knows. <laughs> I've devoted they... my life to this. <laughs> How did it work in the frigid north? <laughs> Why did they ask me up here? <laughs> it's my own personal album. <laughs> or is it single? <laughs> my life is a sham. <laughs> sham, I says. It turns out we already know how they work. <laughs> They were all just humoring me. Something on my degree. <laughs> Come from a long line of pipe scientists. <laughs> or so I thought. Uh. <laughs> I went around telling everybody that laid pipe. <laughs> they thought it was totally different. <laughs> they always looked at me weird. <laughs> Talked about me in hushed tones and hurried away when I walked down the hall. 
I thought it was so weird that I had so much janitorial work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, but there's like a fucking a whole bunch of these like scientists. We don't even get a chance to meet everybody, which is why I stopped even. Tra- I was just like, I don't know. You're a lady doctor now. Yeah. Uh, and you're Dr. Car- like, this was, like, Dr. Carrington, the crazy one. Yeah. He's really the only one that you have to kind of know the name of. But, again, I don't mind that as much because it, it's almost like, again, you watch so many, like, horror movies, they do that so much, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, it just seemed like there was a real, like... Well, because in the second... The next one has a shitload of characters, too, and they also... Like not everybody, it doesn't. The, the next one does a better job where I think you do get a name for everybody and at least a tiny bit, if I remember. It's been a while since I watched the. John well, you Carpenter can't. And one. there's less people, mm-hmm. and and that kind of helps. But that kind of works with the the tension. Yeah. Because yeah, there's another female scientist there. There's, um, our main female lead, Mickey. Mickey? Nikki Nicholson. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she has a past with uh, with Captain. Mm. More they they must have had some sort of night. Yeah, I guess I guess they either had a fling or a, a date or something, and it ended with him getting tied to a bed and her drawing dicks on his face or something. It's something really embarrassing. It's something I was like, I, yeah, I was like, man, you you nineteen fifties people like, wow, y'all randy. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody likes to fuck. I ain't gonna hide it. Yeah, no, it's just you know, just a whole different game. And I was like, yeah, you you really embarrassed me. You wrote a note, and I was like, oh, well, what did the note say? Did I miss this? When am I? <laughs> like I said, she drew she drew dicks on his face and fucking left him for the world to see. You know that is pretty hilarious though. Yeah, but yeah, they had a big drunken night and um. Yeah, that's like his first order of business too. Like landing, it's like you should really see Doctor Harrington, and he's like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> this lady fucking humiliated me, and I'm gonna see why. And, in yeah. front of both men in Anchorage. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. an Anchorage shirt. But yeah, they have a whole because every movie uh, around this time needs a, a romantic interest. To mm-hmm. you know, you need a big love story. Gotta have something for everybody. <laughs> this time, to, fuck man. Of all movies, mostly everywhere. <laughs> yeah, not every time. Yeah, it's it's a trope. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of a lot of back and forth banter goes very mm-hmm. fast. Yeah, I enjoy it. That's very yeah. She's uh, Howard Hawks has a kind of his own archetype for female characters. They're kind of the the tough as nails, fast talking lady, which is a favorite of mine. And Nikki falls right into that. Or she doesn't brook no shit. She's also the most reasonable person. Well, they're all they're all actually. I like pretty much all of the the kind of speaking characters or the characters that make decision in this because rarely does anybody make an irrational or like stupid choice. You know, they don't. Besides, they're not needlessly fucking dumb. Besides, Nikki, I th- I think Doctor Carrington is pretty stupid. Well, yeah, I, that's that's what I mean. He's like, he's already off the deep end. Like, he's, already, he's, <laughs> ups, he's obsessed with the plant thing from another world. 
you know what I mean. But well, everybody else pretty much has a pretty good head on their shoulders, and I think Nikki is the most reasonable one of the bunch. Yeah, well, and it's it's a real because I was going to bring this up, like the theme between like the military and their no nonsense thing, and like science and like yeah. science going too far. Yeah, or science being a bit too blinded to the like the dangers right before them. Like, yeah, it's really fucking interesting and shit, but gonna kill everybody. Gonna kill yeah. everybody. <laughs> you know. And you know, at one point he's like, I don't care if it kills anybody. Yeah, Think of the science. Knowledge is more important than life. Don't you understand me? And yeah, it's like the fuck. Yeah, he's already lost him by that point. Yeah, he has gone off the fucking deep end. But we're meeting him for the first time mm-hmm. in our in our lab with uh, with pipe scientists. <laughs> the pipe scientist and Doctor Carrington. He's doing his own form of scientist, where he's basically staring into a strobe light. Yeah, I was like, what is the Whoa. purpose of this device? <laughs> it's just like well, it's just still flashing. not blinded. <laughs> He blinded me with science? Mm-hmm. He blinded me with science. Yeah, it's like this device. It's like As you can see by this device, and it like Xeroxes his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you see, it's like this. And then they drop all this fucking science stuff on you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I heard an aircraft dropped. It's like, you could call it that if an aircraft was 55,000 tons. Yeah, you could call it an aircraft if you're a big fucking dummy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the eat way. Rocks says. and fly airplanes. Yeah, wipe your ass with a sponge. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, no. it, look at these pictures. Yeah, like I don't understand what any of this equipment does. See, yeah. it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's got knobs and doodads. And uh, you know, simple trigonometry. That's how we know it's uh, fifty miles this way. He's like, I don't, I don't, I. I I'm sorry that I asked that question because I didn't know the answer. Please, just in the absolute layman's terms, will you explain to me what the fuck is going on here? Well, uh, big thing go boom yonder. All right. We need man in a less condescending tone than that, Dr. Carrington. It's big. Yeah. Grande. Fucking huge ginormous thing crash landed in the snow we don't know where it's from or what it does and that's where you come in yeah so get to fucking working captain like yeah they're looking at i said there's slides yeah the 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 machine that they have it's this this like i love it i love that part of the set design you know the Mm -hmm. like just the 1950s like here's the thing they i don't know what it fucking does the science. This is just such an exciting time because you could just say that. Like, things are just magic. And everyone's just like, yeah, fuck it. See, look at the, look at the device. I mean, it's it basically is, you know, a slider for pictures. That's what it does because it captured images. Magic. <laughs> so, <laughs> you were transported back to the 50s. They beat your ass for your condescending tone. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, ooh, see, I flicked the light switch. You, you impressed yet? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that I've created. Yeah. Uh, Why can't I connect to the Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> so what's your guys' Wi-Fi password? <laughs> uh, anyway, 
Yeah, so they fly to the crash site, which is a pr this is also like a really cool. Uh, I thought that was a really cool looking, like it's like a disc like that's in the ice. <clears throat> yeah, like, you the, see that like crashed. Yeah, it's just massive fucking crater, and it's mm -hmm. like frozen over on the top of it. Yeah, and there's only the only thing that you can really see is like one fin of the spacecraft. Which is, like, it's dual purpose. One, it conveys how cold and, like, the scale of everything. Mm. And it saves, saves you from money. having to build a fucking thing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I also like that, too, because that's one of those things where, like, it's almost less is more. It lets your imagination work with it better, you know? Mm. Well, and they do this, uh, like, it's the ones, it's one of the scenes that we see in Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, where they decide to do their hands across America. Yeah. To determine, like... See, look, uh, we can ring across, ring around the rosy, the whole thing. Yeah, it's a circle. Think about that. The pipe scientist is finally necessary. <laughs> you get back in the plane, Harold. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> what about alien pipes? <laughs> Think of the theorems. <laughs> How do they transport things from one place to another? <laughs> New breakthroughs in pipe technologies. And get the shit right out of your house. <laughs> or other liquids, too. Any kind of fluid. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be fluid. <laughs> yeah. Could be semi-solid. <laughs> Could even be materials. gas. <laughs> pipes, I tell you. Pipes. <laughs> pipes for days. <laughs> he's like a fucking... He's like a, some kind of fucking delirious patient trapped in a plane. It's his, it's his personal elbow. Yeah, we're St. Helena. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Has he lost Waterloo yet? What's the pipe equivalent of Waterloo? <laughs> I guess water, huh? <laughs> What's the pipe equivalent of Waterloo? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure goddamn Wellington and Blucher were involved. <laughs> so they're uh yeah so it's in the ice the standard operating procedure for the united states army is to melt <laughs> attach, the fucker with uh, thermite attach thermite to it and see what happens <laughs> for everything mm -hmm. uh this has been the standard operating procedures since uh revolutionary war yeah <laughs> yeah they had thermite everywhere back then. yeah oh yeah like encounter the spanish yeah we marched thermite. up san juan hill thermite <laughs> <laughs> Gettysburg thermite. Thermite. <laughs> you best believe we had thermite in D-Day. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> the United uh, States has been using thermite and thermite-related activities <laughs> since 1777. Uh, Barbary pirates v thermite. Thermite wins. <laughs> Just sad. From the halls of Montezuma. <laughs> thermite. <laughs> Tell you thermite Tripoli. <laughs> we will burn this country's enemies <laughs> from sea to shining sea. Thermite. <laughs> Doctor Carrington is the one moment of like, are you really sure we should? Like, I'm we can not do... sure if that's like, yeah, we thermite. Pick at... Thermite. You don't understand. It's into the book here in the manual. Air thermite. Force manual AB1 thermite. Yeah, use thermite. Burn. 
<laughs> play towards enemy. I don't know why that part's last. <laughs> Seems like that should go before burn. They really want to emphasize what it does first. <laughs> you know, as if the historical context of our national treasury of thermite would not would be lost upon us. This nation's founded on burning things on thermite. Yeah. British, Spanish, oh. British again. <laughs> German. Another German. <laughs> Potentially Korea. I don't know. We haven't got there yet. <laughs> the way you said that was so funny. <sighs> Whew, okay. Anyway, there's a movie going on, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're burning the fuck out of this flying saucer. Yeah, so the wormy guy attaches thermite to the flying saucer, and... They all back away because you know thermite. Um, so they uh, they hit the button to you know detonate the thermite, and then it just goes up like the Hindenburg. Like it 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 gets rid of the ice and then some. Yeah, <laughs> the ice, the flying saucer, the everything, and they're the getting <laughs> just there's the fucking Coca Cola polar bears just being melted away. Santa Claus is going down. <laughs> Good and evil alike melted in the sea of holy fire. We but used too much thermite. How much did we have on this plane? Oh, a lot. <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's part of our sea ration. <laughs> it's basically in everybody's in everybody's fucking meal kit. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, right there, right there's packed thermite. We use it to heat our coffee. Yeah. There's even yeah. thermite in the fucking medical trunk. Yeah, that's what we use in, in case any of us gets shot by a, by a bullet. We just thermite the wound closed. <laughs> and then we thermite the guy who shot the bullet, see? <laughs> that's what we do with our thermite. All of it's the thermite. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and the newsman is just fucking laying into them about how fucking stupid they were it's to great. melt. It's great. <laughs> it's like, oh, standard operating procedure. Melt the thing with fermite. Oh, seems like a fucking great idea. Nice look what happened. God yeah, damn imagine dummies. if Charles Darwin had thermite. He could have yeah. fucking melted the Galapagos. <laughs> he could have fucking could have evolved that whole goddamn area, couldn't he? Oh. <laughs> Just great scientific uh, discoveries, all stopped thanks to thermite. <laughs> a lot of stuff we could have had if it wasn't for thermite. <sighs> <laughs> Couldn't have had freedom. <laughs> uh, goddamn thermite has prevented us from getting to the moon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what if we got to the moon and melted it with thermite? <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Uh and so the only thing that they have is uh, <laughs> give it like nine years, give it a few years. You know, they they need like eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking the only that Kennedy was in office. Oh yeah, <laughs> we burn it not because it's easy, but because it is hard. <laughs> because it is different, <laughs> and it must be destroyed. <laughs> we just encounter anything we don't know. We burn it with thermite. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to it, but. Uh... Oh man, just the, the the first response to the thing thing when they see it is so very much in that, in that kind of mood. Kill it! Boom, boom, boom! <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> they would have shot and see no man. No wonder they fucking. No wonder the things got beef. 
Yeah, I know. Then they try to communicate with it. And that's yeah. a lot harder once you've shot someone twice. I tried to say hello, but my bullets came out first. Really, I think all they needed here was a giant electric blanket and some time <laughs> how hot was that fucking blanket too that electric blanket they made them all kinds of unsafe <laughs> they're just filled with thermite <laughs> mostly thermite it's like we have like copious amounts of fucking thermite it's like it's like the chalk of the nation you know a lot of people said there was the smoking that caused all the cancer likely the thermite probably thermite probably yeah. nothing but thermite <laughs> so yeah the newsman is just all kinds of upset. And they're like, oh, no, no, but wait. We got a guy. He, he froze over in a block of ice like this. Well, yeah, they use their Geiger counter and they're walking around and then they get beeps on it. And then they look down and they're like, holy shit. There's a guy down there. We could melt him with thermite. <laughs> Do you think he'll have a negative reaction to thermite? Don't no, we'll try it, Johnson. <laughs> we'll never know unless we try. <laughs> Uh, get your pex axes, everybody. <laughs> and so, yeah, they they take their massive block of ice, their, their uh, thing from another world frozen in carbonite, and they load them into the plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they <clears throat> fly back out. And I do like this scene where they're talking, and the one the navigator guy is just like, yeah, listen to this. There's an army bulletin here that says there's no such things as flying saucers. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, that's the wormy guy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what's... Yeah, like 11-1AB. Yeah, says it's all bullshit. 65,821K. One of the pilot guys is like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. That was good. Um, but yeah, they actually, as they carry it into like their storeroom, their breezeway. Do they have breezeways in the <laughs> No, I think that would be very silly to have a breezeway in the Arctic. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta get that breeze going. <laughs> Sometimes you just need that air. <laughs> <laughs> Where else are you gonna have morning coffee? Yeah. Um, no, they say it's the storeroom. Yeah, well they, and the captain just cracks open some windows by mm -hmm. forcibly opening them. Well, some people call it breaking. <laughs> For, yeah, forcibly opening, shattering the window. Same <laughs> It's, you know, what it is. Yeah. And because the, the, the doctor wants to melt him out. And, like, imagine what we could learn. And like, no, no, let's not do that. Let's mm -hmm. let's let him stay here and we'll figure out what the fuck Washington says. Yeah. We'll get and our then, we'll get our orders and yeah, just uh, let him and, chill out and we'll fucking we'll take it from there. And the doctor's like, but think of the science. And also, the Washington's been dead for years. <laughs> He's not gonna say nothing. Uh, and uh, yeah, but they so they keep trying to get a hold of the uh, General Fogarty and up in uh, Anchorage, and they're just getting bits and pieces of information. Yeah, there's some interference going between the the station, mm -hmm. and the the reporter's just like, "Can I get my story out? Yeah, I want to get my story. Yeah. Please, my story." The story. Let me tell them how you guys all fucked this up so badly. The biggest I, discovery in human history. Destroyed by thermite. About, let me tell you about how you melted a flying saucer from space <laughs> with thermite. Yeah. The fucking alloy we've never even seen on this planet before had, like, the most adverse reaction with the first thing it touched. <laughs> <laughs> Which was thermite. Um, but yeah, they also have a, a whole thing about 
because there's rational scientists as well. The the one that like backs up the army is just like we don't know what the hell this guy had. He could have diseases. He could have like yeah, all kinds could, of stuff. He could have ill intentions. He could have you know, all kind of like you know. Let's play it safe for right now. Yeah, Baby steps, Doctor Carrington. And yeah, Doctor Carrington wants to dive headlong into the frozen pool. Uh huh. He wants to see what's going on in that alien. Yeah, well, because it's it's obviously wiser than all of us because it can travel in space. Yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, okay, there's a bit, you know, something there, because obviously it knows something if it's able to traverse the, you know, the vast cosmos. But, I, uh, you know, it might know. be a big dumbass, too. <clears throat> like, the, well, the, the thing itself might be, like, literally the equivalent of a janitor for his species. Well, you don't know, because, like, just because you can use a flying saucer doesn't mean you have any fucking clue how it works. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, yeah. like <laughs> he could be just a dumb kiss who's just using the equivalent of his dad's car Yeah, well, on a cosmic like, scale. You know, I have a cell phone, and I cannot even begin to explain how the fucking thing works. Well, hopefully you're not captured by aliens and fucking they want to know your secrets. I'll just make them up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all fucking... It's all thermite. Yeah, thermite and elves. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, actually little elves in the machine. Yep. They Google everything for us. Mm-hmm. Google's they... also a series of elves. <laughs> yeah, all, t- you know, working in tandem. Put down your laser weapons, please. <laughs> all right, all right. Please take me back home. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but I have a, the radio guy, the reporter guy, really wants that story and does not shut the fuck up about it for <laughs> no. a long time. He's got to like, get that story, Devin. His life depends on it. it well, it's kind of like he stops becoming a character and starts becoming one singular thing. Mm-hmm. And everything he's in is just like, if I could only get that story out, they'd let me out of Alaska. I could meet my family again. <laughs> I could be reunited with my Josephine. <laughs> my brother, he works as a he works as a uh, fruit vendor in New Jersey. Uh, he used to be emperor the king of Spain. Spain. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I did not expect this to go this deep in Napoleon. I don't know why you mentioned how it started, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember how it started, but I know it ended in St. Helena. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in that case, Elba would be the first one if it ends in St. Helena. Yeah, that's where he... Elba's the first one, then he escapes Elba. Well, yes, yeah. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting figure, that Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should watch that movie since it's come out. Yeah, not French. No, he's Corsican. He's He's more Italian than French. Yeah, just, uh, also not as uh, short as everyone says. It's just because they had different measurements for the meter. Yeah, um, it was average height. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a. Uh, uh, well, it didn't help that you had guys like Gilray and Hogarth who were in England who were you know making the political cartoons that made fun of them. Well, he was reviled, you know, and it's, well, a, yeah, it's an easy course. punching bag. And well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's it's essentially like the same as like fucking that. The Chinese premier and his hatred of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <clears throat> and then if that was all he was ever associated with. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we should get back to the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. 
oh yeah, uh, Captain Guy. Well, they they decide to take shifts and watch him, mm-hmm. so that they don't have an Encino Man situation. And it starts being a two-hour shift because they look at him and they're like, he creeps us out. He's, he's bald these, and has a big he's, head. He's got a giant head and these hands and these eyes, Captain. Just got these soulless living eyes staring at you, like a doll's eyes. Yeah, but alive and plant-based. You got a lot of plant-based dolls, Captain. I got one made out of like uh I have a cheap pet. <laughs> oh. Like anyway, I'm gonna go uh Mac on the lady scientist. You men decide amongst your stuff. He's he's not that bad about it. They actually they wrote Well they out. actually have a lot of get, like good chemistry, you know. For being like a, you know, kind of just a, a female lead that's just thrown in here, they actually they make it work, you know. They don't oh, make yeah. it like uh insubstantial, insubstantial or shallow. Which I like, because she's just as much like into him as he is into her. Oh yeah, no, it's she's it's much very... more forward than he is actually. Yeah, if anything, yeah. And so they decide to get trunk and tie, uh, get tied up. Yeah, you know, Which... just having one of them good old good old times in the Arctic. You know, just as long as they have a safe word, I don't really care what they do and where they do it. Right. I mean, if it's good enough for Santa and the elves, it's good enough. For <laughs> Mrs. Claus, he's a married man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the safe, safe word, word is, is mistletoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that works too. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so she, um, they get, they drink a little bit, and he, he's like, hey, you can tie me up, and she takes him up on the offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. But eventually, of- he reveals that like he can, he got out of it. But what? Oh yeah, he unties himself mm-hmm. in a you know one of those like playful like oh you scamp. Yeah. He's like I gotta watch over the block of ice. Well, but, he's gonna he's gonna go check in on the on mm-hmm. the guard guys. Yeah, they're because they're still freaked out. They got an, like I said an electric blanket, and then uh, the guy that gets in to replace them was this one the wormy guy because there's like four of them. There's the wormy also... guy's the first guy who takes the takes the guard shift and then that's the that's it's coffee the sec- guy yeah it's coffee guy who takes over after him because there's a lot of coffee in this one too oh yeah everyone's really into coffee it made me want to I drink like two cups of coffee while i watched this movie that's how much it was like affecting me i was like well yeah it was like in the plane they're like guys want coffee guys want coffee and then like every other time it's like there's a lull in the movie and someone's like guys want any coffee i mean that's also Good. Yeah. All right. I'll take you up on that. You got well, coffee and crackers. I'm there. Coffee and crackers. Coffee steals it. You got crackers that'll, you know. <laughs> Come for the crackers. Stay, Stay for, the, for coffee. the coffee. That's right. <laughs> we have so many different great uh, titles for this one uh, already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dayton can, I have weird fears. Dayton can be bribed with crackers. <laughs> and coffee. He'll show up to any meeting. Well, okay, I mean, again, it's not straight up bribed. Like I said, I'll consider the offer. Okay, <laughs> it'll bring me like I'll, you know. He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna, he's not a slut for crackers. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. But you know, yeah, you got some crackers. I'll listen to the, I'll, I'll listen to the, uh, to the opportunity. Are, that you, is are you part parrot? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do like pirates. That's fair. Yeah, I was Barnes. Yeah, Barnes gets the the shift, and he puts the electric blanket set to kill. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thermite on, like, fucking highest setting. Because he, he doesn't want the fucking thing looking at him, so he throws the blanket on the big block of ice. And within minutes, that thing is just, like, dripping. It's like rivers yeah. of water are coming off that thing. Yeah, I think he could have fucking roasted a turkey in it. Yeah, he probably would have burned alive if he kept it <laughs> wrapped around himself. <laughs> but yeah, it because they he has the blanket because as we mentioned previously, Hendry had broken the the window because the I guess they wanted it to like melt at a slower. Well, they like, didn't want it to melt at all. And oh, the, that's right. Yeah, because the it was a temperature controlled storeroom. That was it. That's right. Yeah, it's where they're keeping all their non-perishable items. Thanks yeah. for freezing it over, asshole. Uh, don't worry, they can they can buy more. And uh, yeah, so the the ice just completely melts. And uh, yeah, we hear the the dogs start barking, mm-hmm. like just from the thing. And Barnes, um, as soon as it springs out of its icy prison, Barnes is like. Fucking kill him. Well, he turns around. He like he gets shocked, and then he immediately just pulls out his gun and fires like four shots and flees. Yeah. Well, and the, um, he like because we don't we don't see what the thing was even doing, so it might have been you know like going in for the like I'm gonna get you pose, yeah. but <laughs> well, we don't we don't see because again the movie wants to build that that suspense, so we don't see the thing. We don't see the thing for a long time. Barely ever. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, yeah, he gets... I just think, though, that, like, at least for now, it's just, like, the thing escapes and he immediately fucking shoots it. Because mm-hmm. that's what we... Based on what we see. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I don't have my thermite on me, so I guess yeah, this has to do. And, yeah, they find him... It is, I don't, Other stuff might happen, but I think they find it, uh, the thing outside, and it is just fucking throwing down with those dogs. Yeah, the dogs are attacking the attacking the thing, and there's, you know, one is uh, just basically, like, grabbed onto his arm, and he's he's tussling with it. And, yeah, as they get, as they get out there, they discover that one of the dogs, the dog that I guess was biting his arm has died, but also ripped his arm off. Yeah, and they have his his arm, mm-hmm. and they do an examination, and they find out that he is a jolly green giant, or <laughs> yeah. at least related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I could think of. So it's like, is he, he's going to kill us all, sell us vegetables. <laughs> yeah, to serve man indeed. It's a cookbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the they're like, oh yeah, no, it's a it's a world of vegetable people. Yeah, as far as we can tell, uh, it seems to be he originates from the same world that Veggie Tales comes from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the other thing I thought of, because yeah, they're like, this is ridiculous. Imagine some sort of tomato and a cucumber <laughs> having high stakes adventures for Talking children. Talking about spirituality or whatever. <laughs> indoctrinating our children into some vegan religion (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i thought i lost you there (laughs) i was kind of waiting for the follow-up to that no no that was it that was it that's that was a joke um but yeah i believe the arm starts to move on its 
on its own too, right? Like, mm-hmm. or it can. Yeah, that's as they're like cutting through it. At first, the, one of the things they're like, ah, look, it has thorny fingers and uh, has no blood. It's absolutely entirely plant based. And then, yeah, it starts to do a fucking. Uh, what's the hand from the Adams family? Thing. Ah, how appropriate. It starts to do, the thing starts <laughs> to do a thing. Yeah, the thing one or thing two. Yeah. Ah, it even works there. Yeah. There's so many things. <laughs> it's not clobbering time, though. <laughs> Unfortunately That's not. a different thing. That is a different thing. We already saw that thing. That thing, it does. <laughs> that thing, it did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so everyone just arms up, though. Um, what's the, the next note that I have? Cause they, you know, they got to figure out how best to kill it. Because eventually they, they, they realize the gunfire doesn't do anything because it's a plant. Yeah. And have and you ever shot a plant? Yeah. If you ever, if you ever shoot a cabbage, nothing happens. As <laughs> I we shot all a know, cactus once. Nothing happened. Plants <laughs> are impervious to bullets. They don't feel pain. <laughs> they absolutely will not stop until you are dead. They can't be bargained or reasoned with. <laughs> that's why. That's why I always just run feverishly through a produce section, in the grocery store. I'm terribly afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Weird fears. Weird fears. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then eventually they find it in the the greenhouse, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like. With the, because he's using the blood. Yeah, and also, well, they so they go to the greenhouse and fuck what happens. They well because they said that they lock it up because the the guides steal all their strawberries. Um, but mm-hmm. they noticed that the lock has been bent. Yeah, and and he's been in there yeah. probably because it's cold. Well, and it's greenhouse. It's the one place every plant should want to go fair and uh yeah they that's where i believe the scientists notice that the or do they all notice that the dead dog's in there like he well took the, the dead dr dog carrington with... and his little group notice that the dog's in the is stuffed in the box yeah along with pipe scientist mm-hmm. wants to know how this relates to pipes pipe technology <laughs> he's like nope it's a it's a box no pipes yeah no sorry You'll get him next time, Harold. <laughs> it's like one of these days. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so, yeah. The scientists do find the dead dog empty and cold. Oh yeah, they go out like, oh, let's go chase after him. Mm-hmm. Out outside, and they find nothing. We actually don't even see them. They just kind of leave for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then they come back and they're like, didn't get anything except pneumonia. <laughs> We're gonna. My hand's frozen. Frostbit. Ah shit. Should have worn gloves. Yep. Too bad we don't have any. Should have prepared more better. But yeah, then then the scientists are attacked for their hubris in the greenhouse. Yeah. And yeah, they run Well the back. one one scientist <clears throat> comes back I think it's Harold the Pipe Scientist, doesn't it? Yeah. He comes back bloodied and he's like, They're dead. They're dead. It strung them up and slit their throats. It's the most metal goddamn thing we ever said on film in 1951. 
It's the, it's the <laughs> most horrible thing you'll never see. Oh, God, the absolute fucking horror of it all. It'll make your stomach turn and your blood curdle and your eyes roll into the back of your head. Oh. No pipes, though. <laughs> yeah, I thought he'd teach me about the pipes. <laughs> I tried asking him about the pipes, and he just looked at me like I was an asshole. <laughs> and yeah, they go back, like, oh, let's go. They go to the greenhouse. And then it, like, takes a swipe at him, and they shut the door and barricade it. Yeah, that actually, uh, I won't lie, it, uh, that got me, because I wasn't expecting it. And it was like, they just open the door, and, the like, the thing's there, and he's like, fah! And then they, like, you know, fucking Captain Hendry does what anybody should do in that situation. They just close the door, and then the other nope. guy just shuts that, or not, just shoots the fucking door, like, 15 times. Yeah, and then... Yeah, it's like, do you think do you think you got him? I don't know. Door's closed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where the the captain's like, yeah, you should have seen him. They're strung up like pigs. Yeah, like a slaughtered it's like animal. A slaughterhouse. Yeah. And... So glad we couldn't show that on film. We'd scar people for life. Um, but yeah, it is like the only jump scare that the movie has. Because mm-hmm. it it's very like effective. Because it... it doesn't. Like, cause here's a here's something else that actually I I wanted to bring up that I felt was stand out is I love the score for the movie, like all of the music I love it, cause it has that you know I don't know if this is where that that kind of classic you know sci-fi movie tone came from, but it's super effective in this movie, like I mm. really love it cause it like the music only really comes in for stuff that's important otherwise it's just kind of you know. We're just left with the the normal sounds of the of the ice station and people talking, which is which is good because it it doesn't you know there's no kind of music to build up to anything. So when the the jump scare happens, it's like holy shit, because it's so fast you don't expect it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I I did not yeah you're right though like yeah it's it's not like a theremin or anything is it like that weird kind of I wa- awesome... I I wonder if it is the. Fucking, it's a Russian composer who did the music. What's his name? Uh, Dmitry Tiomkin. And I don't know if he did the is using the theremin, but he definitely did a standout job. I really, really enjoyed the the score to this. But yeah, they they also um, because the doc is just Doctor Carrington is just talking gibberish. Mm-hmm. The whole time, like not really. It's just that everything he says is so remarkably stupid from a Nobel Prize winning scientist. Yeah, for somebody who's supposed to be, like, so smart, he is acting so stupid. But I guess his little his little arc throughout this whole whole deal is, like, again, he's blinded by the, you know, the, the juicy knowledge that can be acquired by just trying to understand this fucking, this fucking Chia pet that's on a murderous rampage. Yeah. <laughs> It's really sad when you have to put down a chia pet, a rabid <laughs> yeah. chia pet. Yeah, it's like when they foam at the mouth and stuff. That's when you know that they're gone. Well, you, you got to get your shots too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a terrible way for a chia pet to go. <laughs> it's horrible. They have to go to that farm. They have to take them out back and shoot them. <laughs> they turn them into a fucking clay pigeon. <laughs> All right, pull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's ready for Chinese? <laughs> um, yeah, now they have to. They set up a garden and they try to find a way to kill it because bullets don't work. Yeah, and uh, since they're 
they're essentially describing it as a carrot, right? And they're talking about, well, how do you kill a carrot? And Nikki uh, says, well, you boil it. You know, she has the most deadpan, just straightforward <laughs> answer. You know, you eat it. And, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, well, who's hungry? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're gonna beat this thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they basically decide that uh, all right, we're in the Arctic, we're gonna boil it. Now they're gonna use electricity to, uh, you know, basically destroy the destroy the thing from another world. Yeah, they gotta they gotta burn him. Yeah. Um, fire and, always beats plants. They might well, be bulletproof, but they're not fireproof. They don't go for the electricity quite yet, but yeah, they're like, let's get the kerosene and we'll light him up. Yeah. And then that doesn't work. Um, but in between then, the doctor has been growing um, pods of the plant in his mm-hmm. lab with the plasma. Yeah, he like I guess he took what do you say seeds from the severed arm? I guess yeah, the, the seeds hand. were yeah seeds were in the hand, and then he planted them. And then since they just had to ha- had they since they had some plasma just lying around. He just, you know, doused them in plasma, and they're just growing like fucking crazy. It's like miracle grow. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're also, um, you can listen to them, and like they're like, oh, they're <laughs> making a newborn baby whale. It's like, uh, that's disturbing. <laughs> it's just, uh, I hate this. I hate uh, all of this. I thought it was just funnier if like, but the doctor put your put your ear to the thing and listen. And he's like. It's I'm blue, abba dee, abba da, by Eiffel 65. It's it's Mambo number five. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I don't understand. What does it mean? <laughs> What's going on? It's got a great beat, though. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they speculate. Like, well, I mean, it's growing so fast. What could they possibly want? Like, they could conquer all of humanity. Like, no. Now these pods have all the knowledge that we need to go into space. <laughs> these pods are going to know exactly what we need to know for They're growing in- stuff innately. Yeah. Going... Of course, nobody ever asked the question that I was wondering: how they taste. Mm. What if you what if you dice them up? Maybe uh, give you know. What's the nutritional value of these plants? I mean, all he needs a little bit of blood. We got fuck tons of blood. <laughs> Took out blood out the ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, <laughs> so they got fucking, well, yeah, nothing really comes of this. I guess the only real thing that happens is, like, this is just showing how far Carrington is, like, descending into his his well, madness for knowledge. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, Nikki, here, these are my notes. Type them. Well, he. Well, what else does he do in the scene that I, I also thought was very, like, because he's like, I'm too tired to speak, but I typed down all my notes. Nikki, read them. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, what? Why are you... You could, <laughs> what a weird yeah. thing to do. I'm just, like, we really I was... just... Yeah. You need, an excuse to, you need an excuse to act in the film. Here, earn your paycheck. Yeah, sexism's allowed. Read this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and thought the, that was very strange. But. And, and yeah, he needs him. To, he needs her to type them out, but keep them secret. Keep them safe. And when mm-hmm. the captain comes and, and meets, yeah, meets she, up with her. She's like, uh, my boss is going 
fucking bananas. So please read this. He's fucking he's he's dousing fucking seeds and human blood. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> just say that you punched me real hard and uh, that you read the notes anyway. Yeah, so that I keep my job. This this is my the, my job is my own personal Versailles. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, they have to like confront. They confront the doctor because he also had figured out that the plasma was missing. And mm-hmm. why the hell would it be? Because they needed it for the wounded guy. Yeah. And so they confront the doctor, and then find the the plants, and are like, "You're you're fucking nuts. We're <laughs> this gonna... is we're ending all of this shit right now." And he is just like, "But think of all the science that we can learn. Mm-hmm. Your lives are fucking meaningless. Think of the knowledge that can be had. Science, science, and shit. Like just." It's beyond mad doctor. More furious. Yeah. More more irritated into insanity. Which is the That's worst a, kind. Like we all are. Yeah. At least a mad doctor is theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, an irritated insanity doctor is just passive aggressive and bitchy. But, uh, I believe this is also when the uh, thing breaks in to like the dorm area. Yeah. And then they they just fucking light him up mm-hmm. with some kerosene, like yep. douse him. And the reporter, like, this is my story. And then he falls over. Yep. He's like, I'm going to get a picture. And then, yep, just completely ass over tea kettle falls over. And the thing just runs and jumps out into the snow. Yeah, put himself and, out. And they're like, oh, we need hotter fire. <laughs> we need warmer fire. It's too cold out here. And that's where they come out with the the high-voltage trap. So they're going to wire up the trap to the generator. And then the, they'll use that so they walks onto a specific spot into the floor. And then, boom, they'll yeah. make sure to wet the sponge. And then they green mile him. Yeah. Yeah. Effectively. Effectively this time. Not like, not like the guy who had Mr. Jangles. No, um, that's why you wet the sponge. That's why you wet the sponge, Harold. Um <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, but also, so as they're kind of working on all this, they find out that the thing, I guess, is turned off. Not the furnaces, but turned off whatever's heating the facility. Cause yeah, he took the cold. kerosene. Yeah. Because yeah. that's also, it's like a cat and mouse game at this point, where the thing yeah. is also, like, depriving them of, of stuff. Probably reasoning that he can survive out in the ice. Yeah. Just once, and, you know, once the sun comes out, he's he's fucking set. Exactly. Um, so they have to get him quick, and again, the doctor is a fucking nut. Yeah, he's he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop them from killing my beautiful, not creation, but discovery. Yeah, and he shuts off the fucking power. Yeah, as the fucking thing is slowly walking, warding its way towards them, that you, you know ruins the trap then he fucking goes out there and tries to make a plea to the thing yeah like i'm Think science of... man you're also science man i could learn from you you could learn from me we can have a synergistic relationship of knowledge a lovely blooming relationship of an inter-exchange of cultures please do not deny me of these things and then before he can even finish the sentence the thing clocks him 
Yeah, well, doesn't he also, like, turn the doctor turn a gun on other people, too? <laughs> like, Something like that, yeah, like, right before... Yeah, like, when they discover, like, what he's done, I think, and then he runs out to talk to the thing. And, um... Yeah, which does not kill the doctor. You know, I would have thought that the doctor would have died for his immense stupidity, but he does not. No, he just gets, like, severely injured, but he doesn't die. They're like, say, like, oh, he shattered his collarbone, he has a ruptured spleen, a lacerated colon, uh, two broken <laughs> orbital bones, uh, you know, and, and he uh, Water on the knee. knee. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and also, before this, the army uh, kept giving them orders not to do anything to attack the thing, and he's <laughs> yeah. trying to use that as, like, see? You're going to get court-martialed. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. We're killing this fucking vegetable. Yeah, they can't court-martial me if I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, then the thing walks into the trap, and they just fucking fry him, and yep. he shrinks like he's the Wicked Witch of the West. Yep. Like, no, but think of all the things that I could kill you with. I just with. wanted to spread my seed all over Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just find out what this planet's all about and drink your blood. And then he and, turns to ash. Yeah, they're like, he's shrinking. Should we shut off the trap? No. no. Keep it going. Get some marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Um. And the reporter sees this and, and faints. And, uh, yeah, thus the day is saved. Yep, the thing is dead, and then they all uh, kind of gather, I guess. Not the radio room, but there's, like, uh, radio equipment in the in the room they're in. And Hendry and Nikki finally, I guess, get together, and the, the his crew's teasing them. And then they're able to make radio contact with the anchorage, and the, they finally let Ned uh, get his story out. And he actually has a really cool bit of, you know, journalistic prose there at the end where he talks about, like, our meager forces defeated this creature from a completely other world. And, you know, and he finishes the film by telling, you know, warning the, the gathered reporters there. Because I guess over in Anchorage they had gotten bits and pieces of information on what's what's been going on. But he, uh, Ned finishes the film by saying, watch the skies, watch the skies. <laughs> Yeah, which is cool, and then we get to our, um, not really, just our cast, because it's an older movie, so the credits and everything's at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just basically, the end, and then we're done. Yep, yep, here's everybody that was in it, bye. Yep, peace out. Yeah, this movie's pretty good. Yeah, I had a blast with it, this is, uh, yeah, like I said, the, it has a lot of, I like the, I do like the less is more aspects of it, I really like the, the, snappy fast-paced dialogue and the music really really kind of put this over i can i can you know just kind of roll with the thing not being like a huge kind of special effects or makeup feast of you know something like from a universal horror movie or even stuff that would come later because i still even think that like it works in as much as he's always kind of kept in shadow you never really get a good view of the thing well he's always they're always going to be scarier yeah in your mind so Um, i imagine when this came out he he was probably even more effective of course so yeah well it's just the problem passage of time yeah like you know frankenstein at one point was the scariest thing ever now he 
you know, sells kids cereal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Same <laughs> with Dracula. Yeah. It's just how it works. I can't wait for another hundred years when Pennywise the Clown sells candy to children. Oh, yeah. Or Freddy Krueger. Don't you want it? Don't you want it, Georgie? They yeah. float. It's, it's like the cereal that buy, floats. You can buy Freddy Krueger's bitches cereal. <laughs> it's good for a balanced breakfast, bitch. Yeah, have a bowl, bitch. <laughs> I'd eat that. Always <laughs> crispy. Oh, man. Turns the milk red. <laughs> That'd be wicked. I think we've I think we've made our new horror theme. Oh, and they could uh, and they could sell like the thing they could put in the box because they used to have wicked toys back in the day. They could have like his instead of knives on the glove, they could have a glove but has spoons on his fingers. Oh, there yeah. we go. That's that's so you could eat it. Holy shit! Yeah, we could we could probably make a minor side business. <laughs> Maybe knock off horrors yet. Knock off yeah. horror knickknacks. Yeah, you know, there's a whole audience for this kind of bullshit. Yeah, I, well, we're part of that audience. I, I, just, I, I know, I'm, I'm in the circle. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there. It's um, like, I, I, like, I'm not huge on, like, Friday the 13th, you know, stuff, but I would totally love, like, a Camp Crystal Lake shirt, you know? Like, I one of those the... in-universe kind of things. Yeah, or, like, the sign. Mm-hmm. The sign would okay. be wicked cool, too, yeah. Yeah, just because it's a, you know so iconic but uh no i can yeah yeah we're we we have our plan once this whole podcasting <laughs> <Yeah>. thing <laughs> hopefully hopefully we will will not run afoul of the west craven estate oh probably <laughs> yeah they're always on the lookout they're always you know they're always watching that's why we have to make it legally distinct. He has swords for hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, but yeah, the I I quite liked this. It's just, like I said, it, it's a you have to kind of be into these sorts of movies anyway. I don't know if I could recommend it for a complete modern audience. You know, like everybody. Um, I would. You know, people. I think people. I think people don't give themselves like. Don't give themselves and the you know a lot of these older movies as much credit, you because know? if it's good, people will like it. You know, I yeah. Think regardless of of time, so you know, I'd say give it a shot if you're curious. Yeah, it's uh free on Tubi. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Oh, were there any ads on Tubi? Only like two, and they were only like Tubi ads, fifty seconds long. No. Oh. That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm always just, uh, you know, advertisement watch. Um, you know, our ads for drugs and oh, shitty yeah. sandwich wraps. <laughs> like, I didn't see any perplexus ads. <laughs> that's how you end up exiled. <laughs> that's how you end up in Anchorage. <laughs> in reporter exile. Studying pipe science. Um, but yeah, uh we have another two movies to go as a part of this arc. Mm-hmm. Both frustratingly named The Thing. Yeah. We'll keep you on your toes. Which one's which? Not really. Next one's going to be John Carpenter's The Thing. And then the... 2009? 11? Two... Yeah. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> Sometime. Uh, 
I've actually never seen it. Which I is haven't weird. either. I'm I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, the prequel mm-hmm. to the first one, which um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, having never seen it, there's always a part of me that's just kind of like I kind of know how it went. Well, like, yeah. The first movie made it pretty fucking obvious. Yeah, but you don't know what happened. Sometimes it's better not knowing. I guess, but if you want to make a prequel to the thing, you're going to yeah, have I... to fucking deal with it. Yeah, I know. It's just more like, a, well, you know, why did you want to do that in the first place? Um, money. Money. Money's money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we might, I might even look up the PlayStation 2 game for the thing and, and talk about it. No, sure. I liked that game. I never played it. Well, we had it. It was, yeah, you laughed, you cried, you learned a little bit about a five-letter word called trust. (laughs) 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 It's like, you had, like, side characters, and they would, like, they had, like, a trust meter, and they wouldn't trust you, (laughs) and, like, they could randomly be the thing. Wow. That's actually, I mean, to be quite frank, and I think, you know, in the next episode we are going to talk fucking glowingly about the movie and everything about it, but that is a really good premise for a game like that. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Like that kind of the paranoia meter and the not being able to trust, you know, who do you trust kind of thing. Yeah, well, that was the, the whole, like, crux of it is, like, you know, the biggest problem that I had with it, though, is that some guys are just scripted to always be, even if you've tested them before. That sucks. Yeah. Think, like you, well, that I, that's what I'm saying. Like, nowadays, you could probably make that even more, you know, like, amp that up, too, where it could be anybody. Even you could be the thing. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, I always, I always kind of wondered about it. Like, do the people that are infected by the thing know that they're the thing, or do they just keep going on assuming because they're a one-to-one copy? that they're that person until something happens that causes it to go into defense mode. I think once something causes it to go on defense mode, right? Like, or I don't know. We'll have to talk about that more when we get to the next one. Cause I think it's there's, just, I think there's some, points for both sides. Of that. It's just something to think about. Cause I always wondered that, like yeah. if it made a complete copy of you, you likely wouldn't even know that you were infected. Yeah. What happens to the originals though? Nobody knows. That's the other thing. Like, we don't even know the process by which one becomes the thing. Yeah. So. It's, it's like it's like not being able to see those two scientists who are slaughtered like pigs in the fucking greenhouse. Well, it's more, I think what happens is it infects you and then it takes over your cells. And it's like, like maybe a virus. It, maybe it assimilates you. That's what I'm saying. Kind of reformats you. But whatever it does, it rips your... It, the only thing we know is that it rips it's your clothes before it takes you. Mm-hmm. But all of the people that get, like, ripped don't... Like, they, they mess up the, the clothes so that they don't know who's yeah. who because they have, like, tags. So, like, I don't know. This is probably something that people... We'll that save know, it. We'll save it for the next one. Because I think we'll end up talking a lot in the, in the next one about stuff like that. That's one of the great things about uh, that Oh, yeah. That and version. If, if I have time, I'm gonna see if I can have the girlfriend watch it with me because she's never seen it. And, oh yeah, uh, that's always a good time. Yeah, well, though she's a little squeamish around gore, so. Oh yeah. Well, it's kind of stylized, so it has that, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. That'll be interesting to find out when we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. But until then, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Peace.